0: All right, we're live now. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Chantelle Goddard, who originally started off as an agent, became a team leader, and now has her own brokerage. Talk about progress and excitement. I'm very, very interested in in hearing how that process went for her, how she got into it, and what the future is holding. Chantelle, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, John. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to chat.
0: Oh, me as well. I mean, I've had all these questions, so I figured this would be the perfect spot to uh, talk about it. That's awesome. So why don't we start off with a uh, brief bio or sort of tell us how you got into the business and how everything, you know, sort of led to you becoming a brokerage owner.
1: For sure. Sounds good. So backpedal a few years ago, um, we're going back about seven years No, eight years, I guess now Um, I am a licensed paralegal as well. So I was working for one of the larger property management companies in town and um, I was covering for somebody that was on mat leave, doing all the legal side of things, dealing with landlord and tenant issues and all of that. And then I started getting and having to deal with the um, leasing side of things. So there was a fine line that I was working. I didn't want to get in trouble with the law society. There was an opportunity for me to get my real estate license and to start working wearing a real estate hat. So that's initially how I got into it. Um, Amazing experience, lots of information. It was a huge opportunity to learn. And I actually started in the commercial side of it. So it was land acquisitions, land development, um, dealing with commercial leasing, dealing with all that sort of side of things. And then I transitioned into residential real estate.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: So yeah, it was, uh, I sort of did things a little bit backwards, I think. But um, yeah, so I've had my real estate license for about seven years now. This is, I'm entering my seventh year. Um, it's been a lot of hard work, a lot of grind. Um, it's been just continuing to advance, continuing to set goals and see what it is that I can achieve. So
0: it's been exciting. True. <laughs> So now, like, usually commercial real estate, uh, you know, tends to be or is known to be more lucrative. I mean, I'm not sure during the pandemic with everything that's going on, whether it is or isn't, but typically normal circumstances, commercial tends to be more lucrative. Why did you switch to residential? Like, where was your motivation?
1: So with the commercial side of it, um, yes, you can have, there's large transactions that come through. There's usually a lot of people that are working together that are working on deals Um, I sort of started doing more of the leasing side, which is a lot more boilerplate. So if you, (laughs) I've always been the type of person that I need to continue pushing myself. I need to continue advancing myself. I get very bored easily. And that's one of the things that I love about real estate is there's so many different avenues and there's so many different things that we can do within the business. So I just kept pushing ahead. And then there was an opportunity to join, um, the, one of the team leaders in town, and become a team member there so i decided to leave um a salaried position where i was working as a licensed real estate assistant um and take that leap and then go into um and work as a team member on the team and then continue to grow there as well and just continue to move up until i got to team leader status
0: which is good now Now, I was going to say, like, was there any point that uh, like, like, look, sometimes there is a, um, a little stigma where people say if you join a team, you're splitting your commissions and it's. You know a lot more um, you need a lot more deals to make the same amount uh, of money did you have yeah. any uh, uh, like based like i'm sure you heard that too before right i mean i'm not making this up <laughs> so
1: if so. you go back whenever i was making the initial decision of what it was that i wanted to do and if i wanted to continue working where i was working um on my own or what the next step was i had excel spreadsheets created breaking down absolutely everything that i needed to know Um, and it was all the different potential commission splits, all the different potential earnings that I could make. And I really put a lot of thought into it, but at the end of the day, at that point in time, it was a right match and it felt like the right choice to work towards the next step that I wanted to be at. Um, so yeah, absolutely. There's always, but I think if The team, if they're giving you value and if you're getting the, especially as a newer agent in the industry, it's the guidance, the mentorship, the coaching, the training. If you're able to get that from somebody and they're able to take you under their wing and do all that sort of stuff, I think that's, there's so much value in that, um, that it's really hard to put a dollar figure on that, right?
0: Absolutely. See, you answered my question before I even got into it. So that was, you <laughs> know what I mean? Cause it is about the value and that's where I was going with it. Cause it's like in a brokerage, it's more than just a commission split yeah. because you can get a brokerage. That'll give you hundred percent of your commission. But if you do zero sales, a hundred percent of zero, still zero. Goose,
1: Goose egg. Yep.
0: Right. So, you know what I mean? Like it sometimes it's better to learn and grow and build a system yeah. that's already working And you can get that system by working through a team.
1: Absolutely. I think one of the big things with it too is each person is different. Each person's at a different stage in their business, in their career, whatever it is. If you're coming in with past experience or something, um, it's always interesting to see this is the other side that I love about real estate is learning about the people, what it is that makes them tick, what it is that they need, what it is that is going to help motivate them. Cause not everybody's the same. Some people are motivated by money. Some people are motivated by having a life balance. Some people are motivated by like God knows what going out and be able to just go hang out with the family or do whatever. That's what their whole why and their purpose is. And um, yeah, it's figuring out what works best for you. And at whatever point in your career that you're at.
0: Absolutely. Now, before I get into my next question, I'm going to get, I'm going to like, this question popped up, like for somebody getting into the business, who's unsure what they want to do, right? What kind of things should they think about when they, if they're deciding to go as a solo agent or join a team?
1: I think the biggest piece of advice that I can give is. Don't make a rush decision and just sign up with the first brokerage that you see or sign up with um, whoever's promising you the best commission split. I think as a new agent coming into the business, I mentioned it earlier, training is a huge part of it. There's so much that they teach you in the course that until you actually go out and put it into practice, um, and I'm sure you can agree with me on this, what you learn in school is not really the real life in real estate. Um, some of the stuff that they teach you is relevant, but it is such a hands-on business that you learn by doing that. You need somebody there. There's so many different scenarios that you run into. Um, so having somebody that has the expertise has the hands-on that is still even practicing in the business, um, having them being able to train you and coach you and do all that sort of stuff is a huge piece of value. Um, I know there's some places where you can do a whole bunch of web um, online training courses and that it's great for some people. Some people learn well with that. If know yourself, know what way you learn best and find somebody in a brokerage and um, like a broker manager or trainer or somebody that really resonates with you in that way. 100%.
0: 100%. I agree with you. Like we all learn different, different ways. Like some people yeah. learn by reading, some people learn by listening. Some people yeah. learn by watching yeah. some people, you know what I mean? Like everyone's different. Some, you know, you give me a, um, an online tutorial and to a point I'll pay attention. Um. Then at some point in time, I'll check out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't learn that way. Like I, I find it more entertaining yeah. than informative. Yeah. So I can't learn that way. But then again, Books can be the same way for me. So I'm sort of like the halfway in between, like my best way, like for example, I, and I was fortunate that I got into the business when I did, because we still had the in class.
1: Yeah. Big time.
0: Right. And that's how I thrive. I do not read the book. I did not read the book. I didn't even open the book, not even during class. And, um, I did not watch videos or any of that stuff. They had pass it. Couldn't I, I tried it one time? I looked at it lasted five minutes and just go, Nope. And uh, pretty much all I did is pay attention in class. I interact through interaction. That's how I learn, right? Because you have questions, you ask questions, they answer you, uh, you take a risk and try to get get the answer. And if you're wrong, you learn that you got it wrong. And the difference is the first time I thought I'm going to read the book because then I can stay home and I don't have to go anywhere and I can learn. And my very first course with the book was 76%. And 75 was the pass mark. Right. So that was the very first one. So then I said, maybe I should go to class. Yeah. I went to class and my worst mark that I got since being in class was 88. Yeah. I mean, law is supposed to be the hardest. I got 99 or something or 98 or something like that. Right. And that's supposed to be the hardest one, but because I get knowledge by interacting.
1: I think a huge part of it too, that you can learn from is ask questions Constantly, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Um, Ask, if you are unsure, if you want to learn, if you want to find something out, just ask, find somebody that knows, somebody that like that's their niche market or that's their expertise, go in, ask as many questions. And that's um, during the courses. So I did it back um, whenever we were with Aria still and it was the in-class portion. I agree with you 100% on that. Being able to ask the questions and just learn by listening to their stories and whatever other experiences that they had was incredible. And then there were some people that were in the courses that were already licensed or working in that field or whatever it was. And I just sat there, take people out for lunch, go for coffee. It is, this is another thing with this business it is a people business. You need to not be afraid of strangers. You need to be able to get out there and chat with people and have conversations and do that. Start practicing with that. Take people out, take brokers out, take different agents that you look up to that um, are realtors that you look up to that are in the business, take them out for lunch, pick their brains, see if they're willing to sort of share some of their insight, their experience with the business and learn from other people's pitfalls.
0: 100%. See, that's the thing, right? Like, and what, what made me realize that everything we're talking about here is that I've, we've, I've been around a lot of new agents and sometimes I even help some of them. Right. Yeah. And some of the questions in my head in the beginning, not now in the beginning, I was here. here's some of the questions I got. This is idiotic. How do you not know these, these things are on the exam.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Then I realized they're not in the same environment as I am when I got, got licensed. That's we exactly. had to know more. There was more interaction. If you didn't know something, you got called out. Yeah, where when you're going through the computer, you're clicking on something and, and there's no real explanation to it. when you're when you yeah. hear someone tell it to you, they don't just tell you a, B or C. They explain everything beforehand. So you understand the why. And when you understand the why, you can understand how to put it together and figure out which one. Yep. So I don't blame the new agents. I blame. The system, the system failed them. When they cut out the classes, when they cut out the services, because they didn't just cut the classes. When you started calling the colleges, it started being a delay in in how long they took the answer. They started being more referred here, go there, go everywhere. You're going everywhere by yourself. When I was in it, I got answers. And and I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. This is the way it moved and moved to Humber. And no knock against numbers, nothing wrong wrong with Humber. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying it limited the learning opportunities And now everyone's forced to learn one way, whether they know how or don't, And, and they got put into a position. So they're getting into it, only half understanding what they did. Yeah. So how can you possibly expect to know everything the way I did when I got out when you're so restricted?
1: Yeah. I think a huge part of it too. And what I was really excited was whenever they had made the announcement that they were switching to a college course, I, to me, I automatically thought, okay, this is going to be at least a two year program. It's going to be maybe a three year program. You're going to be able to get a special designation or something with it. Um, I figured the barrier to entry was going to be a little bit higher so that it would be a little bit more not difficult, but more challenging for people to become licensed. Um, I find a lot of people get into the business, maybe for the wrong reasons, where they go, oh, hey, I can make a quick buck. It's nice and easy to sell a house and do that. But they don't realize the amount of work that actually goes into it. And that's where I was hoping that with the program, they were going to start teaching the business side of it, the marketing side, go more in depth with all of that, that you need to know, because really, at the end of the day, you're an entrepreneur, you're running your own business, you need to know all of this stuff. It's not just the real estate and um, the specifics of a house and how to write a contract and do all that. There's so much more to the business than that. And uh, that was one of the things that I was really hoping for. And then whenever I saw that they were doing the simulations, I figured, oh, this is perfect. They're going to actually have to walk through, maybe um, walk through a buyer purchase or what the whole process looks like and go through all of that. But I don't think it's really like that at all in practice. So that's where. A lot of the responsibility falls on the brokerage. And speaking to anybody that's thinking about getting into the business or thinking about getting into the industry, that's where that training is so crucial for you to be able to properly service people that are making likely their most largest investment that they will ever make. We're there. There's a huge, huge responsibility on our part to make sure that we're representing them the best that we can so that we can uphold the level of professionalism and be a true professional here.
0: I agree. And that and that's yeah. the thing. When I thought it was going to Humber, I was expecting it sort of like it to be like my uh, business admin course yep. or my uh, graphics course, whatever it is, yeah. where you're going to the class, you're going through in yeah. person. And, I, and I, that's what I was expecting. And then I found out it wasn't. And I'm like sitting there going, yeah. really? You know, yeah. then what is it? Like it, for me, it seemed more like it downgraded, not upgraded. I but see. again, that's my perception. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's true. That's just the way I took it based yeah. on my experiences from it.
1: For sure, so you reordered I mean, the courses I mean, to make it more in line with how you would do a real estate transaction and that sort of stuff. So that was interesting to see, but yeah, yeah,
0: and that's the thing. You when when you grab like when you finish, you get your license. Like the course, you think you the go. course would have <laughs> taught you to yeah. like, yeah, 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 exactly. You thought you would have thought the course would have taught you what it's like to have that experience, whatever. Instead, so you get out. And, uh, you know, go, go make your sales. And you're like, okay. Like, I remember even when I graduated, like I'm, I'm, uh, you know, putting the, the Aurea experience on a pedestal. And yet even I came out of it with some confusion, yeah. right? Because I came out of it and I got my um, first client is like, okay, I want to see the house. I said, great. I'll book it for you. And I sat there literally for about 10 minutes going, how do I book it? What do I do? Uh, and luckily I had a friend of mine that was around me who was a realtor as well. So I turned yeah. to him and I said, um, I need to book a showing. I don't know how, right. I mean, I know I call the yeah. boat. What do I say? <laughs> yeah. Right. What do I do with it? It's,
1: um, well, and that's where, so for anybody that's starting out, the team is super helpful with that kind of stuff. And I think that the team environment mm-hmm. is a great, whether you're there and you're able to grow within that team, or if it's a stepping stone or whatever, you're able to learn so much. and like we say it all the time, you're not out there on an island, all alone, trying to figure stuff out You're you've got people that are there to support you and back you up and hold your hand and guide you along the whole path as you're going down. So that's one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing is for this. Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing, right? That's where I was another point I want to bring up. And that's why I think the brokerage you choose is very very imperative because that, that that the support the brokerage brings you, yeah, could be the difference between success and failure. Sometimes, Absolutely. like you get what you pay for, and I'm not saying there's a, you know there's certain brokerages that uh you know don't have that support. And I'm not saying there's not a place for it. There is a place. I believe there. Absolutely. You know, I believe in abundance, yeah. and I believe that the opportunities are out there if you want to go and get them. Yeah, but you can't just look at the commission split. You can't just look at the name brands or the non-name mm-hmm. brands. You got to look at What's going to fit where you are in your career and what do you need and who's going to give you the support for what you need today? Yep. Right. And then you know what? Five years from now, you may be in a brokerage and that may not fit you anymore. Then you make a switch if that's the case. Yeah. To each their own, right? You got to figure out what works for you and, and your career. If you are progressing, it will change as time goes by.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it is that just because you make a decision now, you don't have to stick there constantly. That's, there's a huge evolution in the business. And you as a person, I, I can tell you there is so much that I have learned from about myself from this business. And I've had a huge opportunity to grow on a personal level with business, so many different aspects of life that I am so grateful for. Um, but that's exactly what it is. I saw my journey going a certain way and then there was a couple speed bumps or little curves in the road and dips and whatever, but it's, it is what it is. Enjoy the ride and keep going. And when you know what it is that you want to achieve, I think that's a huge part of it too, is know what you want, know what you want to do, make the decisions that's right for you, for your family, for whatever it is that you have going on in your life, whoever those key people are that are there. and. Just keep plowing forward.
0: I agree. And, that, and the um, this business has a way to really challenge you on a personal level, not just business, yes. on a personal level, where sometimes you can feel like you're on your own. Mm-hmm. And again, like it can bring you through an emotional roller coaster, whether you thought you were going to be in one or not.
1: <laughs> okay. So the amount of emotions, especially in the way that the market has been the last like year, The amount of emotions that you can feel in a day, it's like, woohoo, we found a house. Woohoo, we're putting an offer in. Oh, crap, there's 30 other offers. All right, let's go back. And trying to manage, and that's the whole thing with I find the business too, is you're there to be the professional and to take the stress off of the client. So if you get emotionally involved in it, you're screwed like you're the one that needs to be there. You need to be the solid one, which puts a whole other level of stress on you too. So needing, you need to figure out a way to de-stress, take care of yourself, do all that and find that balance is a huge part of it. Like I'm thinking back even to whenever I first started in the business. Um, my husband at the time, wasn't in real estate, didn't really understand. That's a huge part. And I hear this from a lot of people that um, their spouses are supportive whenever they start, but then whenever it's a couple months in the business and there's no closings that are happening and you do have that delay on closings, not everybody's understanding of that. And so you get the stress and the pressure from them to keep going and do what you do, but then you're not at home because you're out working with buyers and you're doing showings and all that. And it's just... Communication is a huge part of it and being able to say what it is that's going on and to have them understand what it is that you're going through and know upfront what it is that you're getting into and what it's going to look like for timelines, potentially even bring your spouse in. We do it all the time. We bring the spouses in to have a conversation with them as well so that they understand what it is that they're getting into for us. Like for our brokerage family is a huge, um, part of it. And it's actually one of our values that we have as family. We want all the spouses to be on board. We want their support. We want them to be there as a cheerleader, encouraging their partner with whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. And it's having them on board is such a huge part, but I totally get it. And going back to like trying to find that balance between everything, whenever you're first starting out and even now it's still challenging every once in a while with kids, being at home homeschooling that was going on for the last little bit like you got to find a way to kind of go take some time for yourself find that balance and de-stress and know it's okay (laughs) to feel like that sometimes.
0: But this is the thing though, Chantal, let's be honest. Is there really any balance in life? Like to me, I look at balance as more of the fact that if you're happy and you're happy doing what you're doing, regardless of the money you're making or not making, if you're really happy and you're happy with the schedule you have, isn't that some form of balance really? Like, even if that means you're working 17 hours a day or you're working four hours a day. Whatever works for you, if that makes you happy. Exactly. I mean, really, that's really balance. It's uh, it's not this nine to five, and I spend time with my kids at six, and then I do this on the weekends. It's you won't get that you're happy, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. and and that's exactly what I think. But I mean, I think too many people are out there trying to find this balance based on a schedule that was that was created, and it's all fictitious. Even if you're working in a nine to five today, it is not the same as that schedule that was made. yeah. Right? everyone says, "Oh, let's be a doctor." You know what I mean? Like, I want my kids to be a doctor or a lawyer, but yeah. they want because then you know they have the weekends and whatever. Well, I don't know a doctor or a lawyer that works nine to five and then tells their client to screw off because it's Friday night. You yeah, know what so, I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? like, your uh, emergency uh, has to wait. <laughs> uh, exactly, right? Yeah. And that's, and that's what, our, what I mean by it. So like, it's just finding your happiness and what what, what are you going to live yeah. with and enjoy? And, yeah. and you know what? This business can be a very big strain on family. I mean, it can really Fair tear hard. people apart. Like if, if you go in with unrealistic expectations yeah. and, and you don't have everybody on, on the same page, that could be just, you know, a bomb waiting to go off.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Right. Like, and, that, and that's the thing. Right. So, I mean, every like we all have our uh, experiences and it's about the journey. We have to enjoy the journey. And that's the point of it. If if you're looking for the results, that's being uh, at at the end of the day, if all you're looking for is just the result, the end result, well, our end result as human beings is death.
1: Yeah. Right. So
0: I don't think that's something you should look forward to. I think you should look forward to the journey. <laughs> well,
1: And that's what I say all the time. And that's, I think that's what I mean by the balance is if you're working just for the sake of working to get to that next commission check or get to that next deal, or get to that next, whatever level it is that you want to get to. And if you're continually doing that, you're not enjoying life. You're not enjoying yourself. You're not enjoying your time. You're not able to celebrate what it is that you're working for. And like you just said, like, if, you're, if you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, like it's, you got to enjoy along the way. Take some time. Time block a section off. Go on family vacations. You need to recharge, especially in this business. So
0: Yeah, you're right. And now here's where I want to get into. So you, yeah. at one point in time, you became uh, like a partner in a team. Yep. And then um, you just upped and left and went to another brokerage. Which didn't last long.
1: No. Okay. So this is what the plan was. So I've always had a goal of owning my own brokerage. It's been my goal for, I'm going to say probably the last three years I've had it. So I'm a huge vision board um, creator. I'm a huge planner. I always have a business plan done every year so that I know what I'm working towards. But my business plan, I do it a little bit differently where I take, um, I sit down. So I've got three boys. Um, I will sit down. We're now blended with five so that's fun but I sit down with them all and I find out what it is that they want to do that year what activities they want to do what sports they want to play what we want to do for family vacations where we want to go because at the end of the day my family's my why that is how I base everything it's not I want to do 25 deals or a number that's completely arbitrary everything is based off of stuff that me and my family we all want to achieve together So I take that and then create my business plan. So with that, I also do a huge vision board planning session. So owning a brokerage has been on there for the last like three years. And um, I had originally with the initial, with the team that I was part of that I was a team leader on or co-team leader, um, that was sort of the end goal was to be a part of. So there was the brokerage and then the team was under the brokerage umbrella. So the idea was for me to become a part owner with the brokerage as well um we saw things a little bit differently with how business was going and how we saw operations going in that so i figured it was probably best to instead of continuing to have um, those conversations to go and do exactly what it was that i wanted so i was previously with exit realty Um, amazing brokerage, amazing company, company with a heart. They're fantastic. I can't say anything bad about them whatsoever. They've got a very unique model. Um, and it's always been about developing human potential and really creating the best version of yourself and doing all of that. So there's a lot that I've learned and there's a lot that I've been able to take with me from that experience. So I knew I didn't want to go to another brand. For myself for my choices and what i want what i believe in what my core values are um it exit through and through completely resonated with me um there was a couple different things with how we wanted to now run and operate the brokerage that we wanted to start um one of those was we wanted to do a complete team brokerage um so we are a full team brokerage um i didn't want to we wanted to have control of what it was that we wanted to do for compensation for team members and that sort of stuff and it just didn't really jive with what we were able to do under a corporate entity. So we decided to go completely independent so that we could do exactly what we wanted. The other side of it is that we are huge supporters of local community, local events, local businesses, um, it's right in our mission statement that we are huge supporters of where we live. Um, and where that's why we chose the location where we're at. And that's the other reason why we wanted to go independent. We wanted to be one of the local businesses that we can work together in partnership and conjunction and collaboration with all the other, um, amazing local businesses that are down here as well. So. That's sort of the long winded trajectory of how it went. So, um, no, I'm very thankful for everything that they were able to do with exit and even my short stop over at the other exit brokerage, um, they were great, super accommodating with everything and they were extremely helpful. And it was just sort of an in-between place to lay as I made the decision with what it was that we were going to do for our next step. So, yeah we are. which is great
0: i mean it's looking good as it, look, it does look unique i mean i looked at your website and i noticed you are not the typical brokerage not the typical agent website in yes. fact because you know normal typical agent or brokerage you get there and the brokerage is usually you know we're so great because we have all these agents and we have all this and we won all these millions of awards you know which every other brokerage seems to win somehow there's uh 10 brokerages out there and they're all number one and um <laughs> you know like and then you got the agent websites. And they look, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, look at all these uh, thousands of homes that are for sale. They all look like they're mine. None of them are. And you know what I mean? And they all look like that. And I'm not saying your website doesn't have listings, yeah. but the forefront and the focus isn't about either of those. You go on your website and it's really, you know, trying to get information off the person on the website to steer them where they want to be rather exactly. than just saying, here's my listings or here's my awards. So I thought that was very unique and different.
1: Thanks. That's what we're going for. So our whole idea and what we're doing is we are such strong believers in the relationship with our clients, with our families, with our friends first. That is paramount. Real estate is a secondary. It's the byproduct of everything that's going to happen. We care about everybody that we're working with. We want them to feel as comfortable as possible. We want them to know who we are, what we're all about, Um, we're here to help with anything and everything, whether it's, you're looking to possibly move to the area. You know, nothing about the area. We have no problem going and taking you on a tour of everything that the communities have to offer. If you are going through, um, say you've sold your home, you've moved in, you need contractors, you need trades, you need whatever, like we are there. I have people that call me for, um, just even consultation on, okay where should we be spending money in the house? It's not, hey, we're looking to sell our house. Where should we put money into it? It's literally just where's the best place for us to invest the money in the house for rentals that we want to do? Um, And that's where we want to be there. We want to be the phone call. We want to be the one that's able to help out with whatever it is that people are needing. Because at the end of the day, um, it's about the relationship with them. And that's where a huge focus of our business is.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. And that's the other thing, right? So I I see so many people get into the business, right? I mean, like you said, there's a lot of people get in them for the wrong reasons, Yeah. but then like what I'm noticing here and you're always talking about local, which is great and ideal. It kind of goes to what I believe in. And what I mean by that is that like, there's too many people. I live in Ajax and I'm going to go, you know, show a home in Niagara Falls. I mean, I don't live in Ajax. I'm giving you an example, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, It's an hour and a half each way. Why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like, what? Like I don't believe anybody can literally go there and know everything about the area and be able to answer every question that a client will have. When they've gone there maybe once or twice a year or once in the last five years on vacation or something or just to get away and you're going to know everything about the area. You may know two or three things, but I don't believe you can know everything. And our our primary purpose is to serve the clients and be able to help them make a decision that will impact them. And it's based on area amenities and everything around. Yeah. How could you possibly know that? Like, reality is we have so many options out there. I think it would be better to refer it out and take a referral free from that. Absolutely. Right? Like, And and I love how you seem hyper-focused on your area and what you know. And it's like you're trying to be the best for what you know rather than trying to be everything for everybody.
1: Yeah. So our whole we take the consultant approach with everything that we're doing cuz like you said you're not just moving into that house you're moving into that neighborhood you're moving into and there's so much relocation that's happening especially our way from people that are moving up from the city whatever the case is that yes you know what I'm, there's constantly going to be realtors down there that are coming up and doing business this way not taking anything away from them um but we're more than understanding that you need to go where your business is going. Say it's a lifelong client that you've had and you're helping them move up this way. Um, it's for people that are purchasing that don't know an area. There's certain neighborhoods that might have a couple quirks to them that you need to have specific clauses in. It's like in the beaches in Toronto. If there's termites, you need to make sure that that you're protected and it's your local realtors for the most part that are going to have that information that know what's going on. So not taking away from anybody. <laughs> we are licensed in the province of Ontario, but, um, that's for us. One of the reasons why we have that huge focus there too, is we, yeah. know, we know the neighborhoods we live here. Like I'm born and raised in Barrie. Um, and that's where our primary area is that we focus on. So.
0: You're right. And exactly yeah. what you said, the beaches has termites. And you know what? Well, there's still a lot of people out there that don't know that. And on top of that, like, would you believe that uh, Dixie Mall area in in Mississauga had that problem for a bit as well?
1: No. See, See? I wouldn't go sell property out there because I have no idea how to properly protect someone.
0: Right. And and to be honest, yeah. if I was, uh, I, I found that out by accident. I didn't even know that. And I've, I was in Etobicoke, which yeah. is uh, really about a nine minute drive. Right. And I didn't even know that. And so I was basically yeah, right. in that area my whole life and I didn't know. I found that's that great. out by accident. So <laughs> if I found it out by accident, and I was a local at the time. Imagine trying to go to a different area I've never been to and try to figure that out. Yeah. Right. Like, again, Google's not going to tell you everything.
1: <laughs>
0: no, definitely not. <laughs> so, so I love what you're doing. I mean, that's Great.
1: Yeah, it's fun We're that's the other thing, like it's been so much fun the last little bit, just coming up with all the branding and the marketing and all the content that we can do. And then even like we've got, I don't know if you've been able to hear the guys are loud downstairs, but we've got all the construction. So we've got, um, a two story building right downtown Barry. So our main level is going to be the main place, um, upstairs is offices for our support staff with the brokerage. Um, but construction is going on downstairs. So it's been super fun planning all that. And then we did the Ikea trip to go and pick some stuff up. That was entertaining, but yeah, it's been fun.
0: Definitely. Like what was your biggest challenge doing this? Like when you, when you decided, okay, I'm going to take the leap for it. Uh, (laughs) Let's get going. And then now you're ready to start. Where's the challenge start?
1: (laughs) Okay. So. Something about me. I tend to be a perfectionist with everything that I do. Um, and it's been a lot of years of sort of reminding myself that just start, just start, just get it going. Not everything has to be perfect. So, even all of our systems, all of our processes, and everything that we've built out on that side, because we are independent, we don't have the franchise support. We've literally had to create absolutely everything so like independent contractor agreements um like policies and procedure manuals like absolutely everything started from the ground up and go so there's been a lot of hands on deck we've had support from our business coaches on helping get everything organized but it's just trying to keep everything organized and balance and wear both hats as well well I guess there's been multiple hats that are being worn because there's the brokerage owner hat. There is the um, team leader hat. We still have clients. We never stopped working with our clients. The market's been crazy busy too. So timing wise, this was an interesting time to sort of decide to make this um, leap, but that's okay. It's been wonderful doing it all. Um, so it's just managing everything, and then also with having the kids, and then having them home <laughs> from school, trying to manage all of that sort of side of it. So it's been it's been lots of fun.
0: True. Well, September may be different. The kids may be going back.
1: Fingers crossed, they're going. Yeah,
0: back. right. Like I've already said, you. you're getting
1: dropped off. Whoever's there on the first day, thanks so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but going there, like you, you have a partner. There's two of you. Yep. Like, do you guys split the roles or are you sort of dab yep. into everything together?
1: So that is something that we did right from the get-go whenever we decided that this was something that we wanted to do. Um, so here's the other side of it. We are partners business-wise, but we're also partners in life. So there's the two sides of that as well. There's the relationship side and then the business side and balancing all of that. So communication is super important. So what we've done is we have split, we've taken what And this is the thing that's really great about Mike and working with him is that everything that I sort of struggle with or I'm not strong with, he's absolutely amazing at. So it's been able, we've been able to identify our strengths, know what they are, and that person is responsible for those tasks. And we are sticking to our lane. We have clearly set out and identified roles and responsibilities. Everybody knows what their jobs are, what they're responsible for, and we're sticking to it. Um, so far it's been great. It's been working. There's been a couple, I'm not gonna say it's all been completely like roses and butterflies, but there's been a couple times where there's been some issues that have come up where we've had to figure it out. And that's where communication comes in, hashing it out, figuring out what the issue is, what the problems are and coming up with solutions right away and dealing with it. So it's been, it's been really good so far on that side of things.
0: Makes sense. Now, (laughs) here's the thing, right? Like, let's be honest. There's going to be times where you're in the office and you guys don't agree. And sometimes that emotional anger will go there. How do you not take it home and and vice versa?
1: (laughs) I'm trying to think, I'm thinking if we've even had any that have, there's been a couple of them where it's okay. We've both been really good at sort of sitting there and going. And I think it's because like we're both separated from previous relationships. So we Know how to sort of take the issues, keep them separate for the most part, hash out what it is that needs to be hashed out, and then apologize and move on. So it's been (laughs) great from that standpoint, where we're able to have adult conversations, where it's not always leading to a massive argument, and we're both able to be the bigger people and sort of go, okay, all right. And I'm really bad at admitting fault. I'll totally admit it. But it's been yeah. being able to go and say, okay,
0: <laughs> I'm going to admit yeah, fault, that was, that but I'm bad at admitting fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so though, I can imagine though, right? Like you're in a heated argument, you get at home and it's like, at work you did. Uh, No, no, not work. We're not at work. <laughs> or going at home, you know, you yeah. forgot to do this. And it's like, mm, we're in the office. <laughs> it's like... I find that sometimes oh. I, that could be a blurred line, but I mean, you guys, if it's working for you where it's, it's not yeah, a problem, it's great, really,
1: but yeah, it could be a challenge really
0: for hard.
1: some. Oh, totally. So. Well, I'm even thinking of people that I know. Like, okay. So we were watching, I do not watch HDTV. I've never really watched it. Mike's like, let's watch Island of Brian. And I was like, oh God, seriously. So we ended up watching a few episodes of it, but they even had a conversation at one point where they're like, nope, like you need to have a hard cut off of when you stop talking about work and like certain places don't talk about work. And it's been, we've got the understanding and that's the way that things are. And it's great. And it's keeping the relationship side, keeping the business side and then keeping things separate. And it's, yeah. Obviously a lot of it still intertwines in that, but it's, it's good so far. Check back in a year and we can have that conversation again. All right. <laughs> deal.
0: <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, like it's, I, that, that, that's a good point. I mean, it's good that if you have a system like that, like, I mean, nothing's going to be perfect in life, but at least you have an outline of what to expect. Yep. And I mean, so it goes back to what you've been saying the whole podcast, which is everything's about communication. It's so, a huge part of it. Well, Absolutely. So now you guys named the brokerage after yourself.
1: Yes, we did.
0: What what, was that intentional? Was that sort of last minute? Like, did you know the whole time?
1: (laughs) So we had, again, if you go back, we were kind of debating if we were going to stick under a franchise or if we were going to go independent and we were toying with different ideas and we had a bunch of different names that were picked out. Um, And we really, so we started and we laid out what our core values are. We figured out our mission and our vision statement and all that sort of stuff. And we did all of the work. That's another huge part of it is do the work, take the time and sit, put the ideas down and figure stuff out. It helps you out so much more in the long run because whether it's for hiring, um, even all your messaging, everything like that, like if it's consistent with, who you are as people and as a business it's so much easier so we kind of we had another name and we had a couple other names that we had toyed around with and that we um, had sat plugging around just thinking of keywords and what was important to us what we wanted to be what we wanted our message to the public to be and all that sort of stuff and then at the end of the day we kind of just decided no you know what it's us we're the brokerage we are the ones that are at the forefront with it um we've got team members that are coming on board now as well so we're super excited about that we've got some exciting announcements that we're going to be making um but it's that's sort of how it all kind of came about i don't know if i even answered that one i guess
0: yeah i I got (laughs) i got the gist of it i got the gist of it i mean in a way you guys take you guys have taken personal branding to a whole new level
1: that's Which Mike. Is- I'm giving him all the credit for all of that. He's amazing at that side of it. That is his lane. He loves it. Like he um, has done so many different courses. He even went met Gary V. Like, oh, wow. Pretty friggin' awesome. Yeah. yeah. So he, that's his lane and he's the one who's in charge of all that. So I just go, okay, yep. Let me know what you need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome not, not, not going you know because obviously branding is, is a strong point marketing is a strong point yeah. like how like what is the brand like what is your and like what, what am I trying to say here how, how I'm gonna break it down like like are you separating yourself as an agent from the brokerage or have you not combined it doing one brand and, and what exactly is your game plan in terms of um like, do you do, like do you plan to have podcasts, do you do social, is it all print? Like, what is oh, the yeah. overall outlook of your brand?
1: So our brand is us. Our brand is who we are as people, what our core values are. We are doing everything um, that is true to who we are. So we've always, Mike's always been a huge um, proponent for support local, Um, he used to do a whole bunch of videos and all that constantly. He would go in with local businesses. It's something that I've always wanted to do. So I'm really happy that we're combining forces with that. I've done a ton of work with local organizations and fundraisers and community events and that sort of stuff. And Mike loves doing that. So that's another one that's awesome that we're able to sort of put our heads together and then with all of our support staff, get everything organized there. So a lot of our stuff is going to be events um, content marketing is key. So video, 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 <laughs> more video. So you'll see lots of us out there. And then social media is whether choose a few platforms and stick to it. So we are, if everybody wants to follow us if they want, um, we are on Instagram, Facebook. We've got a Pinterest account set up because we've been playing around with a whole bunch of different design things and that. Um, and then YouTube just for a landing spot for all of our videos that we do. So yeah, it's, uh, we'll be out there everywhere, (laughs) but it's us. And that's like, we've got, um, even just sharing who we are as a family and what we're doing and that sort of stuff, because it's again, one of our core values. It's being genuine, being authentic, being you is our brand. And that's what we're doing with all of it.
0: Probably fantastic that like that that's great i yeah. mean I, I, and i agree with you like it's like i said right now personal branding is is the thing and let's be honest how many times like i don't know if this happened to you but it has happened to me where you're dealing with somebody who got to know you and you have that relationship and they don't even know what brand you're with
1: yeah that's right? the majority of real estate
0: right because they're there with yeah. for you because of the relationship you built now, I remember, yeah. I'm with Royal Page now, who well, I've been for a while, but yeah. I remember one time, my very first listing, I put the sign in the lot. I swear to God, the sign was in the lot. Big Royal Page logo on it. And so I was talking to the uh, seller who happened to be somebody I knew. And one of uh, his friends came by and they were talking, goes, oh yeah, yeah I got my friend, uh, you know, he's with Remax. No, I'm not. They had no idea who I was with and the sign's no. in front of them in the lot. No. Right, so... It goes to show like it's all it, it, real estate. We are personal. So the fact that you're creating a yeah. personal brand from the brokerage is phenomenal. Like yeah. that's, that's exactly what things should be about. Cause that's what real estate is. It's personal.
1: It, oh, it's completely personal. Um, like even, well, with what you're saying with, uh, just them not recognizing which brokerage that you're with. Um, I think the general public they don't make that association. Usually they are if they're working with a realtor. They're working with you. Um, I've had a few people that recently within the last year that I've ended up helping. And they said, we've been following you forever on social media. And we had a realtor that we were working with. We didn't quite connect with them. They weren't really necessarily either listening to them or whatever the case was. They just didn't connect. And that's where, um, the one in particular, she had said, Hey, um, I've been following you forever. I've been watching your videos. I've been seeing what you've been doing and I feel like I know you. And so it was really, it was a nice warm segue whenever, cause we chatted on the phone for probably about 45 minutes. And then whenever I started bringing her out to go and take a look at houses, it was very natural, very warm. It was great. And I felt like I was out with a best friend going and just helping them out and do whatever it was so it's uh it's really cool whenever that starts happening
0: you're right you're right i mean like i've been doing this podcasts so i mean this is episode 59 i think awesome. and <laughs> yeah like it's one of those things right like you're right i've been out there i do videos i mean you know you've seen them yeah. and sometimes i even just go to the grocery store and somebody yeah. you know <laughs> calls me by name and i'm looking at them going uh, uh. i'm thinking who are they have we met Yep. no no they saw me online oh yep. okay right like or um you know what I mean like I'll go to a place so i go to a restaurant and say oh yeah I saw your video last week and you know what I'm sitting there going oh okay Thanks. yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like so it is a platform to you know to get connected with people yeah. whether it's indirectly or directly yeah. it, it happens over time and consistency is where it's at like yeah. it's, it's all about being consistent you can't just be on
1: you Absolutely. know
0: do three or four videos and then disappear for three months. Yeah. Right. So it, it's showcasing who you are and what your values are and what you're about. Yep. And then not everybody will resonate with you, but that's yep. okay.
1: That's totally fine.
0: Right. But then it's yeah. better that they see this and don't resonate with you than to try to, uh, you know, connect with you and then, you know, have that tension Yeah. where everyone's stressed out and says, why am I here?
1: Absolutely. Just it's. Get so out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> It's so much easier whenever you like you just nailed it with There's certain people that are going to come across that are going to reach out to you and that are going to have a conversation with you that are going to want to work with you. And then there's those odd times where you're trying really hard, <laughs> especially in the start. Um, you go, OK, I'll work with everybody. I'll do whatever. And there's those tenuous moments with people where it's just, it's not working where you're better off referring them to somebody else that they're going to have a better connection with or whatever. And at the end of the day, you're going to end up doing them a service. You'll do yourself a service. And like you said, it's totally fine that not everybody is going to connect with you. Not everybody is going to get along with you. Not everybody's going to speak the same language that you're speaking or um, see things in a similar light that you will. That's the beauty of this world. And there's so many different personality types out there. It's awesome.
0: So. yeah, here's another thing, Ray, bring about speaking the language. You hit something there that made me think about this now, like even when you're doing content, mm-hmm. like a lot of people are doing content, just like getting in the business for the wrong reason. Some yeah. people do content for the wrong reason. They're not really there to share. Yeah. They're there because they feel they have to be there. Yeah. And they're really talking to themselves. They're not talking to the clientele. And you know what? We've all had a point where we did that unintentionally, right. maybe, but it's happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But reality is where I think where we progress and grow is when we learn to speak to the audience more than yeah. to yourself. Yeah. Right. Like it's, and, and, and I'll give you an example. A lot of times what you post a listing, right. And you say no new, new listing. Yeah. Now, let's be honest. The average person doesn't know what a listing is or mm-hmm. really doesn't think of a home sale as a listing.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. But we're talking terminology. Right, uh and, you yeah. know, like, oh, I'm getting a B O R. Well, what the heck is a B O R? Right, B R A. Sorry, not B O R. Yeah. You know, I'm getting oh, oh. You can talk to my B O R. So either yeah. way, nobody knows what that is. Yeah. I mean, you do. yeah But you know what I mean. So like when you're talking online, or even anywhere, giving some, it should be really in terms that the person you're talking to will understand.
1: Uh, absolutely.
0: So why say new listing? Why not just say home for sale?
1: Yeah. I find a lot of it too is there's, and it's totally okay to do this. If you see other people that are doing something that you like, that you appreciate, they try to copy and do the same. That's where it becomes disingenuous and not authentic. And that's where figure out what it is that you like, figure out what you're passionate about, figure out what it is that you are really good at and get in tune with that. And whenever you're able to kind of hone in on that and project that out to everybody, whether it's through video, being yourself, saying the, ums, the, us. Uh, like I was doing the, uh, I was doing a video tour the other day and a mosquito landed on me and I was like, Oh crap. I started scratching my leg and realized, Oh, I'm on Facebook live right now. It's that kind of stuff that is, it's fine to do. It's okay. Be you, be normal, be who you are, because that's, what's going to translate through. And that's how people are going to end up connecting with you. It's not going to be you going through being all super stuffy and being like, Hey, here is a three bedroom house. And, I was told that I had to do this video. So this is the
0: only reason why I'm doing it. So, yeah, you know what? You're hitting it on the nail there, right? Like that, 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 that scratching on video and stuff. People find that (laughs) funny, right? Like, and then they'll they'll relate to that and they'll see, they'll see you as human, you know, as human. Oh, totally. Yeah. And again, let's be honest, right? People want to see the house because they want to see it because, you know, it's the FOMO if you're missing out, seeing how the other half lives. Right, But I don't yeah. think any of them cares that it's a three-bedroom or a two-bathroom or any of that crap <laughs> unless that happens to be the one they're particularly looking at. Yeah. So for the most people, like let's face it, if you're going to get 30 people watching it, 28 out of that 30 people don't give a crap what's in that house. Yeah. But they like wh- what they're looking at. It's yeah. only two people that are there because they're actually interested in that spot. Yeah. So, But it doesn't mean that 28 other people who are watching are not interested in other stuff and that you know yeah. and if they can relate to you they're going to keep you top of mind
1: exactly right which
0: is how how it leads to referrals
1: yeah and i feel we always judge ourselves so much i know even at the start okay so here's the other thing i saw a video from when i first started one of my first ones and i was like oh god i can't believe that i actually did this um but just start just go on practice keep doing them keep doing video it's here's here's the biggest secret and this is what somebody um had told me they're like the way that you look on video is the way that you look in real life that's how i'm just about to get
0: that if you don't like the way you look on video you're pretty much saying you don't like the way you look
1: yeah like don't don't get over it
0: (laughs) nobody else cares they care about what you're saying they're caring if they can relate to you they're not worried about if your hair is out of place or not
1: no No. (laughs) i've had a few of those days where i'm like (laughs) oh oh well
0: exactly so yeah like i believe that too so yeah i mean you know this is this is today you know content is king right and and it's not not doing for the sake of doing it you know it's being relatable and and i don't think it even applies just to real estate i think it applies to all business it doesn't matter where you are even when you want to get a job let's be honest the people generally get hired one or two ways three ways first one is if they know you and they want you on their team they're going to push for you if they find you relatable they're going to push for you Mm -hmm. or if you become highly recommendable they'll come you know what i mean it's never oh i went to university of whatever and that's why i'm hiring you most companies don't care they just look and says oh you got school see you later don't give a damn don't even know what you're graduating they don't give a damn what you graduated and just want to know can you do the damn job yeah right so it's all about can we relate to each other Mm -hmm. And will you fit in with the rest of our team or will you be the disruptor that's going to cause problems? They're just trying to figure that out. And if they, you can integrate and you're the one they feel that can integrate the best out of everybody they've interviewed more than likely you're the one they're going to choose. Yeah. And that's, yeah,
1: sorry. There was a podcast that, so I listened to a ton of different podcasts and I'm trying to remember which one it was. I feel like it was on the science of success, um where they were interviewing an astronaut so it was really interesting to hear the hiring process for nasa and how they go about so they had they were putting together a team for one of the missions and i can't remember which one it was for um But they had said, and it's exactly what you're saying right now, it all went back to the feel that that person had because all these people were crazy qualified and the guy that ended up getting the position wasn't as qualified, but they all had that good feeling about them. They knew that they were going to be stuck for however long all together in close camp cramped quarters. They needed to be able to work together, get along, and that was the deciding factor on who they hired. And I, that kind of made me think, and I'm like, that's exactly what, like for us, culture is so important here. So that's a huge focus of it is sure. You may have done a whole bunch of deals. If you don't fit the culture that we are looking for, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to bring you into our family. Like it's at the end of the day, it's so important to have that key component that that's exactly what we're hiring from
0: absolutely it's like long-term version versus short-term gain right you can make an extra buck you know today by taking shortcuts Mm -hmm. but tomorrow you'll have such a bad rep you may not even be around anymore so what good did that do
1: yeah
0: you know like and and that's the thing right here i'm gonna give you a story which goes back to what i said a little small story i had a friend i'm not gonna mention names but they had a comp, like they had a party like a boat party or something like that at, at work and it was like most people go to work they don't even want, some people want to be at the company parties. Some people don't want to go to the company's parties. Some mm-hmm. people only want to go because they can be there instead of going to work. Um, And you got a mixture of everybody, Yeah. right? But what ends up popping is the one thing they all want is the free stuff. Mm-hmm. So what ends up popping is what well, I go, and, and he wanted to stand out. And I said to him, I go, you're not going to stand out from your work. And then he looked at me puzzled. He thought, no, no, he does such great work. They're not going to give a shit because they hired you. They expect you to do great work. So if you were a 10 out of 10, you know, yesterday, they want you to be 11 out of 10 today. So yeah. giving them the 11 isn't something that's going to impress them. That's something they expect. Yeah. That's just, you're there to do the job. They hired you expecting you to know how to do it. So doing what they're paying you to do isn't very impressive. No. So I said, you really want to stand out. I'm going to tell you how to stand out and you're not going to like it. I go, go to your bank withdraw $300 in cash, show up to the party. Now, while everyone stands around waiting for the two owners to buy on one round, you jump in and you pay for it. That'll throw everybody off and you'll stand out and they'll never forget you. Yeah. He did that. Not only did he stand out, he got promoted a week later. That's awesome. Right. And it wasn't about the drink. Let's be honest. It wasn't about the drink, even though it sounds like it was about the drink or about the spending. What it yeah. was is you just showcase them that you care about the company. You care about the people and that you're not there just for the paycheck. You yeah. want to be there in the growth and for the next level, you're thinking long-term with this company. Yeah. Cause anybody thinking short-term would have never done that. Yeah. So that's what, why it stood out. Not about the uh, material. Nobody cares about that either. Yeah. It's a, it's a write off for the company. You know, if whether they spend 500 bucks or 800 bucks, what's yeah. the difference to them when it comes off their taxes anyways?
1: Very so, true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So now I uh, want to ask you one more question okay. you know, before we wrap up, because I don't want to take too much of your time, which is um, you got an office, you're building the brokerage in an office. Yes. Now remove the kids from the home, pretend they're in school. Oh. Do you prefer to work in the office environment or do you prefer the home environment more?
1: Okay. So had you asked me this a year ago, um, even a year and a half ago, I would have said, I need to be in an office space. I need to have a separate from my house. I need to be completely, cause I get distracted very easily and I'll see the laundry, I'll see the kitchen I'll see whatever that needs to get done. And I'm like, oh crap, I gotta start cleaning. Um, that was one of the big th- things that I had to learn with COVID was from working from home, being able to get rid of those distractions, just completely block everything off. I still prefer to be in the office. Um, I find it's a lot easier to time block and separate, and compartmentalize. I think I'll use that word, um, work versus personal. That way, if I'm at the office, dedicated time frame, um, that way I can easily get what I need to do, go out, do my meetings that I need to do, do any appointments that I have or whatever business it is. I find also like we've got um, our administrators in the office now too. So it's a lot easier to have conversations and deal with things immediately whenever people are in the office and you can have those face-to-face conversations. Um, So, yeah, I think I'd still, I would much rather prefer to be in the office and uh, that way, whoever's out and about, they can, Pop and do whatever, and then have the conversations with everybody and check in. So.
0: Totally makes sense. Any yeah. last words for aspiring realtors?
1: Oh, ask lots of questions. If it's something that you think that you want to do, start asking questions, start figuring it out. Um, if you are in the business, newly licensed, find somebody to train you, to mentor you, and to teach you everything that they can, um, and just keep going. You're going to have... Like we said, those roller coaster rides of emotions, just keep going. Find a way to de-stress, gather yourself, center yourself again. Um, get into a routine. You are your own boss. You're running your own business. You need to treat it that way, like you are running a business, and uh, have lots of fun doing it too.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Any? Uh, how would uh, my listeners or viewers, depending which one platform they're on, find yeah. you online?
1: So I am on all major social platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, type in Chantal Goddard. If you want to look at the brokerage, it's Chantal plus Michael Realty Group. Um, And feel free, follow us, send us some messages. We're happy to connect and share with you as well.
0: Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was a blast.
1: Thanks for having me. And
0: we'll probably do this again next year to check in, see how things are going.
1: Do it. (laughs) Sounds great. Awesome. Okay bye,
0: bye.